Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 27 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I am your host, John Chick. Rangers claiming another thrilling win last night, 3-2 against the Carolina Hurricanes. That's three straight wins for the Rangers. And the thing about this streak that's been so impressive and, and so much fun to watch is they've won in a variety of ways over these last three games. First, you get the the epic comeback against the Montreal Canadiens on the road, down 4 nothing. You come back, you win that one 6-5. And what we talked about right there was you can't then turn around and go on a losing streak. You know, you claim an epic win like that. You got to make it count. You got to come out and at least win your next game and and continue to play well and just kind of use that as a springboard going forward in your season. And the Rangers have delivered. They have won their next two games. They take down the Minnesota Wild 3-2 in overtime on Monday night. Just really a back-and-forth seesaw kind of a hockey game. I would give the Rangers, I said it then and I'll say it now, I would give the Rangers a slight edge in that game as a whole. However, they were staring a one-goal deficit in the face in the waning minutes, and of course, Chris Kreider ties the game late. It goes to overtime, and Tony D'Angelo gives the Rangers a win in that one. And then last night against the Hurricanes, you know, this time it's the Rangers that have a late lead, and they're trying to prevent a team from coming back against them, and they indeed do that. A scoreless third period, and the Rangers hang on for a tough 3-2 to win against a Carolina Hurricanes team that was in the Eastern Conference Final last season. Still a good team this season. And, you know, again, I think the Rangers, for the most part, had the better of play. I mean, they absolutely dominated the first period. They scored three goals. They go up 3 to nothing. They actually had a couple of chances to make it 4 to nothing. Lundqvist was on top of his game. The Rangers do take a bad too-many-men penalty in the second period, and that kind of turned the tide a little bit. The Wilds score two quick goals to cut the lead to 3-2. to two. But the Rangers, hey, you know what? They hang in there. It wasn't perfect. None of these three wins have been perfect at all, but they have found a way to get it done. Like we said, winning in a variety of different ways, and that's a good sign for a young team that, you know, it's not always going to be perfect. You're not going to go out and just dominate for 60 minutes most nights. You're not going to go out and dominate for 60 minutes really any night, maybe once in a while, but they've found ways to win. And that's a sign of a team that is starting to mature, starting to come together a little bit, starting to buy into what Coach Quinn is selling. The Rangers getting good play from their special teams units. They go just one for five on the power play. But, you know, I thought there were a couple of times tonight where they looked dangerous. And, you know, really, you could almost make the case that they were in a roundabout way one for four on the power play because the last power play came with just 36 seconds remaining in the game. And at that point, you know, the emphasis is on preventing the Hurricanes from scoring, not necessarily scoring yourself. And the Rangers able to do that. And then, of course, the Hurricanes themselves go just one for five on the power play. They do So they do give up the one power play goal, but, you know, with the way that the penalty kill has struggled recently, and, and they have started to right the ship here a little bit in recent games, but with the way that the PK has struggled, you know, I think you'll take that. It's a solid night from a unit that has been much maligned in recent games. So once again, the Rangers special teams units playing well in the victory. And Henrik Lundqvist once again bringing his A game against the Carolina Hurricanes. I'm not going to say this was as spectacular as the last time he played the Canes. You know, he just was a human brick wall in that game. Just would not let the puck get by him. But, hey, this was a great performance as well. He makes 41 saves on 43 shots and was clutched down the stretch. He made arguably his best save of the season. And I think you're looking at maybe a top five or at least a top 10 save on the NHL season so far. And he did it at a time where the Rangers needed him the most because... They were up 3 to nothing, and they had given up a pair of goals. The Canes are now within 3-2, to two, and less than a minute after the Canes make it 3-2, to two, it looks for sure like they're going to get the game-tying goal. But Lundqvist with a spectacular stick save just kind of reaches back behind him and deflects the puck wide of the cage. So again, Henrik Lundqvist just clutched tonight, 
bringing his A game and giving Rangers hope that, you know, his great run as a New York Ranger has not reached its conclusion. He's still got a little bit left in the tank, and the Rangers are going to need him because it's a young team, and there's going to be nights where they need him to pick them up, and he was able to do that tonight. The Rangers played well tonight, but, you know, 43 shots on goal, that's too many to give up, but Lundqvist was there. He came up with the saves. He held off the Hurricanes, and he was key in helping the Rangers get this victory their third in a row. All right, so let's go ahead and just dive right into the action here. We'll go period by period, as we usually do the day after a game. Man, this is a fun win. Uh, 48 seconds in, the Rangers get an early power play. Pavel Buchnevich draws a holding penalty against Edmondson. Panarin gets a chance from the circle, and unfortunately, Peter Morazic just squares it up. Nice save there by him. He played well tonight, too. Lundqvist was fantastic, but Morazic was also very good. And then with nine seconds left, the Hurricanes take another penalty. And so the Rangers are going to have a two-man advantage, but only for nine seconds. They kind of establish possession in the Hurricanes zone. The first penalty expires, so now it's five on four. But as soon as that happens, the Rangers score. Adam Fox really takes his time with the puck. He moves in deep, you know, down to the right faceoff circle. He kind of brings the puck back. He kind of moves up back toward in the direction of the blue line. And then all of a sudden, he passes to his left to Mika Zibanejad. Zibanejad is positioned right next to the net, you know, basically right on the goal line there. He goes down to one knee to receive the pass and just slams the puck home. And welcome back, Mika Zibanejad. It's so great to see him back out there. He missed the previous 13 games. He's a sight for sore eyes. I mean, the Rangers, they've still been scoring goals even in Zibanejad's absence. But when you've got a player the caliber of Mika Zibanejad, you want to get him back out there as quickly as possible. We didn't think it was going to be a 13-game absence because when the injury happened, he was labeled day-to-day, and it was day-to-day, and day-to-day, and day-to-day. And finally, that day has come. Zibanejad back out there playing well for the Rangers and scoring just a couple minutes into the action here. Zibanejad skated on the top line, centering Chris Kreider and Pavel Buchnevich to start this game. And then just to go through the line combinations and kind of update you guys on what the Rangers were doing. Second line, you got Philip Heels centering Artemi Panarin and Ryan Strom. Third line is Brett Howden along with Brendan Lemieux and Capo Caco. And then fourth line, once again, Bunieves with Brendan Smith and Jesper Faust. And for the defense pairings, Brady Shea, Jacob Truba on the top pairing, followed by Luber Hayek and Tony D'Angelo, and finally Ryan Lindgren and Adam Fox. Haley is a healthy scratch. Greg McKaig has an injury, and Stahl, of course, still out with an injury of his own. Rangers continue to apply pressure. They continue to swarm in Carolina's zone, and they make it 2 to nothing when Brendan Smith scores his second goal of the season. He receives a pass from Ryan Lindgren and basically just cranks the shot home, scores short side against Peter Morazic, and, you know, just four minutes and I think 12 seconds into the action at this point, Rangers already with a 2-0 lead, really establishing a strong tone early in this game. And then we go back the other way. The Hurricanes do get a couple of chances, a couple of shots in deep from the doorstep, but just a strong couple of saves from Henrik Lundqvist. He really gets off to a nice start here tonight. There's a sequence here where, where the puck is in deep and the Hurricanes are basically, there's two or three of them right there in the crease, just kind of whacking away at it. And Lundqvist comes up with a couple of pad stops. You know, you get a right pad save, you get a left pad save, and somehow keeps the puck out of the net. And we get the Henrik chance early in this one, out in full force at the Garden. And again, Lundqvist on top of his game, really coming up big there. You know, you get that early 2-0 lead, you don't want to just give one right back. And Lundqvist makes sure that that does not happen, again, with a, a nice, strong sequence of saves right here early in the first period. 
Mika Zibanejad takes an offensive zone tripping penalty with about 6.16 left in the first period. We do not like offensive zone penalties on this podcast, but we'll give Mika a little bit of a break. Like we said, you know, he obviously hasn't played since October 27th, so we'll give him a little bit of a pass on this one. But the Hurricanes do go on the power play, and Henrik Lundqvist once again up to the task here. Near the end of the man advantage, Lundqvist robs Gardner. Gardner takes a shot from the blue line, and Lundqvist just fully extends his glove to his left, snags the puck, and holds for a stoppage. Another strong early save from Henrik Lundqvist. Rangers still up 2-0 late in the first period. And then they do kill off this power play, and they get an opportunity of their own. Panarin passes to Strom. Strom shoots from the high slot off the glass, and literally seconds later... Liber Hayek passes across the blue line to Artemi Panarin. Panarin drills the puck at the net, and Adam Fox is right there to deflect it home past Peter Morazic. Already a goal and an assist from Fox. The Rangers are up 3 to nothing with 1.30 left in the first period. You know, we talked about how the Rangers need to start games a little bit faster and, well, specifically periods, not necessarily just games. Start periods faster and end periods better. And in this game tonight, they get an early goal in the first period. They get a late goal in the first period. And that's important. You need to be sharp at those times. And the Rangers right here with a big goal to make it three to nothing. And and that is now a dozen multi-point games this season for Artemi Panarin. So the Rangers go into the break up 3 nothing, and now it's like, just don't let up, man. You know, just keep the pedal to the metal. Keep playing your game. Keep doing what you do. And for the most part, the Rangers continued to play well in this game. They did let the Hurricanes back into it with a foolish penalty. We'll get into that in just a second. So the first opportunity of the second period belongs to the Hurricanes. They move in on the rush a little bit. Walmart receives a pass on the inside of the left circle and takes an immediate shot. But Henrik Lundqvist moves hard to his left, makes the stop, Keeps the puck out, still 3 to nothing Rangers. And then Strom, Panarin, and Hedl, some nice passing there, moving the puck quickly. The save is made by Berezik, and there's just a wild scramble in front of the Carolina net. Panarin and Truba were in there, just kind of whacking away at it, but Berezik eventually gets on top of the puck. Rangers coming close to making it 4 nothing on a couple of instances here. Buchnevich goes in with Zibanejad, and Buchnevich passes to his left, sends a centering pass to Zibanejad, tried to hit him in stride and just couldn't quite connect, just put the puck a little bit too far in front of Zibanejad. But then about 30 seconds later, these two players get another chance. Buchnevich again feeds Zibanejad, and Zibanejad fires from the right circle, but he is denied by Peter Morazic. Just a howitzer there from Zibanejad. Again, looking very good, looking sharp in his first game back. You know, you wouldn't have been—if you watched this game and you didn't know that Zibanejad had missed 13 consecutive games— I don't think you really would have been able to tell. I mean, he was sharp out there and looked right at home, once again centering the Rangers' top line. Kane's getting a bit of a push midway through the second period. They, they keep the puck in the Rangers' zone what, what felt like an eternity. And then finally, Rangers back on their heels, and Adam Fox takes a slashing penalty. The Canes actually had a chance to score on the delayed call, but Lundqvist, once again with a nice pad save, he was moving to his left a little bit and stuck out his right leg to his right to try to make the stop, and he indeed does make the stop, and then Ryan Lindgren is there. He touches up for the play stoppage. So the Hurricanes go on the power play, and there's a great cross-ice pass from Svechnikov to Teravainen. Teravainen shoots from the right circle, but Lundqvist uses his blocker, makes another great save, deflects the puck out of play, and off the ensuing faceoff, Niederreiter takes a penalty. He goes off for hooking Mika Zibanejad. So uh, Zibanejad drawing another penalty here. And just like that, the power play is over. We'll go four on four for the next 108. And then the Rangers, after that ends, they get a 52-second power play. 
And Fox breaks his stick during the power play, but that doesn't make him from making another nice, strong defensive play back the other way. Basically, he retreated and just shoved his man into the boards. He didn't even have his stick, and, you know, he just he squares the guy up and just knocks him into the boards. And then the power play expires, and you get Artemi Panarin and Ryan Strom looking to hit on what's really become their signature play. Panarin passes in deep to Strom, tries to hit him in stride. He does. Strom tries to redirect at home, but Mrazek with a nice save. Rangers just continuing to buzz in Carolina's zone. Unfortunately, the Rangers take a penalty for too many men on the ice. It really just kind of came out of nowhere. And this is where the game really started to kind of turn for the worse and get a little bit dicey there for the Rangers. Coach Quinn, after the game, took responsibility for this, said it won't happen again. I have noticed the last couple, there have been a couple of too many men penalties on the Rangers. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it's a it's a penalty that you really need to be able to avoid. I understand, listen, you play 82 games, sooner or later, somebody's going to make a mistake, whether it's the coaching staff or whether it's one of the players on the ice. Somebody's going to jump onto the ice when they're not supposed to. It will happen, but it is a mental mistake, and it's got to be limited as much as possible, and you know, hopefully that becomes a point of emphasis going forward. Guys need to know, you know, when they're jumping onto the ice and when they're not. And they got to they gotta have their heads in the game and be ready for the call. You may not necessarily expect your line or your defense pairing to be called onto the ice at a given time, but you just always have to anticipate it. You never know when your number could be called, and the Rangers just have to do a better job all around, coaches and players alike. So 10 seconds into the power play here, Svechnikov approaches the net from the left circle, but Lundqvist, you know, closes off the near side and steers the shot aside but the Hurricanes really controlling the play here, really maintaining possession. The Rangers are doing a decent job keeping them to the outside. They almost get it clear, but Hamilton knocks it down at the blue line. Hamilton shoots the puck through traffic, and Ryan Dezingle deflects it, and it hits the post and goes in 102 into the man advantage. So just like that, the shutout is over. The Hurricanes now trail the Rangers 3-1. to And really, the Hurricanes had the Rangers back on their heels for literally the entire minute and two seconds that this power play lasted. Uh, the penalty killers were just kind of gas at the end there. And, you know, like we said, just back on their heels. The Hurricanes just moving the puck all over the place. And they break through and they score. The penalty kill unit could only hold them off for so long. Lundqvist could only hold them off for so long. And just like that, 3-1. to one. And then just a minute and change later, the Hurricanes work the puck in deep again. Fogel shoots. Lundqvist makes the save. But Fogel gets to his own rebound and stuffs it home from the doorstep with 4-0-2 remaining in the second period. Fogel just kind of got behind the defense. Lindgren tried to get there. He couldn't get there in time. He he actually cross-checked Fogel to the ice as Fogel was, you know, putting the puck home. But yeah, just not a good couple minutes of play here for the Rangers. And just like that, it's a one-goal game. And the Rangers, they're going to have to battle. They're going to have to earn these two points. They're going to have to come back strong and just figure out a way to halt the Canes' momentum here and get things rolling back in the right direction. And really, about a minute later here, the Hurricanes nearly score again, but Lundqvist just makes a phenomenal save here. Lundqvist is kind of moving up in his crease. The Hurricanes dish in deep to the left circle, and they take a shot from there, and Lundqvist just reaches back with his stick and somehow knocks the puck out of harm's way. I mean, this puck was going in. I mean, there's this was a phenomenal save. Like we said earlier, I believe this is at least a top 10 save in the NHL this season, maybe even top five. Maybe I'm being a little bit biased because it's the Rangers, but I don't know that people realize just how good of a save this was. I mean, this is, they don't really teach this. This is just improvising. You know, he he's at the top of his crease and his only recourse here is he's just got to reach out with his stick and just try to get a piece of it. And that's what he does. And then the puck deflects. I think it hits Brady Shea on the other side of the net and then hits the post off of Brady Shea and stays out. So, little bit fortunate there. There's always a little bit of luck when a play like this is involved, but really, you just got to give credit to Lundqvist, thinking on his feet, somehow squaring up this puck, 
reaching back with his stick while off balance and keeping it out of the net and preserving the Rangers lead. Just a fantastic save by Henrik Lundqvist. And this kind of just set the tone for the rest of the night. I mean, Lundqvist had already been playing well, but he slammed the door on the Hurricanes here. He was not going to give up this lead and he was not going to allow the Rangers to not walk out of this building with two points. Henrik Lundqvist, as we said, a fantastic game tonight. And this was the highlight. I mean, this is the one you're going to see, you know, on saves of the week and saves of the month and all that great stuff. And really saves of the year, I would say. And really, you look at, I believe it was Zvechnikov who shot this, and him and Tara Vinen have both had a lot of opportunities in this game, and Lundqvist is just robbing them. And you couple this with the effort that he put forth in Carolina earlier this season, and at this point, Tara Vinen and especially Zvechnikov have just got to be banging their heads against the wall in the locker room. I mean, Zvechnikov was robbed at least three times in this game tonight. I believe he also hit the post. And you could even see, I don't know, it wasn't these two guys necessarily, but toward the end of this game, you know, the Hurricanes were getting some chances and Lundqvist was keeping the puck out of the net and the play would stop. And you could see guys kind of just like, you know, looking up to the rafters and just like the frustration was all over their faces. And hey, that's a great sign because that means your goaltender is playing outstanding hockey and really starting to frustrate the opposition. So now there's about three minutes left in the second period. Kane's continuing to apply pressure. And at this point, if you're a Ranger fan, you're kind of just rooting for the clock to run out and the Rangers to get a little bit of a reprieve in the locker room during the second intermission because, yeah, the Canes have really taken control to this point. I would say from when the too many men penalty occurred, which was about midway through the second period until the end of the second period, that was the Canes' strongest push of the night. Obviously, it shows through with the two goals that they scored, but they've largely dominated play here in these last 10 minutes. And the Rangers, for the rest of the game, I would say, you know, pretty much were at least even or better than the Hurricanes for the rest of the entire game. But yeah, things not going the Rangers' way here. You really just want to get into the locker room and get a break and, and just kind of halt all this madness. But then the Rangers take an offensive zone penalty in the winning minutes here. Ryan Strom is just careless with his stick, and he high sticks Hamilton. You know, he didn't do it on purpose, but, you know, just, just a little, little bit of a careless play here. The puck goes up, catches Hamilton in the face. Two-minute penalty against Ryan Strom. Brett Howden gets an early clear on the man advantage, and Booney Avis actually gets a shot shorthanded. He shoots just a little bit wide. The Hurricanes start circling the puck in the final 15 seconds. This is scary here. You know, they're they're really swarming. Lundqvist makes a tough save through traffic on Gardner with six seconds remaining. And the Rangers, saved by the bell, they do indeed go into the break up 3-2. to two, And the penalty to Strom will carry over into the third period. So we start the third period and we get an outstanding defensive play from Adam Fox. His man is basically moving in alone on a breakaway. And Fox gets back and somehow catches up to him from behind and knocks the puck away from him into the corner. Just a great play by Fox here. Fox really, you know, of all these Rangers young defensemen, he might have more upside than anybody because he's already showing you that he can contribute on the attack and on the power play. He has four goals and nine assists, just 21 years old here, mind you, and playing on the third defense pairing. So not seeing the ice as much as a lot of his teammates, but making the most out of every minute that he spends out there. He has gelled with Ryan Lindgren. They're a very fun. We talked about this in a previous episode. They complement each other well. It's a fun combination. And yeah, Adam Fox just playing with a ton of confidence on both sides of the rink. You know, really, the Rangers have been looking for that next truly great two-way defenseman ever since Brian Leach was here. And that's not to say the Rangers haven't had great defensemen since him, because they have. You know, we can talk about Ryan McDonough. We can talk about Dan Girardi. We can talk about Mark Stahl. He wasn't here for that long. Even Keith Yandel, very good defenseman. Anton Strollman was big time for the Rangers. There were others as well. I'm sure I'm forgetting a few right now. I'm kind of just, you know, naming names off the top of my head. But Adam Fox, man, he truly has a chance to become that next great two-way defenseman that has proved so elusive for the Rangers to find ever since Brian Leach was there. And 
The potential is there. He's just 21 years old. He certainly has the upside. He certainly has the capabilities of making it happen. And I'm just looking forward to watching this kid continue to develop for the blue shirts and just continue to become a force in this league. Because, like I said, I think this kid has superstar written all over him. And we're seeing it in the early goings of the 2019-2020 campaign. Rangers get a chance to double their lead when Artemi Panarin goes in on the rush and centers to Philip Heedle, but Mrazek makes a tough save in deep and deflects the puck out of play, and it is still 3-2 Rangers with 13 minutes and change remaining. Then there's a fight for the puck in the corner in the Carolina zone, and it was weird because there was a close-up. You know, they, they give you that camera shot when the puck's in the corner. They put it right up next to the glass, and, you know, you can see all the action right there. And Mika Zibanejad is just blatantly cross-checked in the back. And, you know, easy for us to say we got a camera looking right at it, but I don't know how the ref misses this because, I mean, he's staring at the battle for the puck, so he's obviously looking in that direction. And I don't even know who it was, but somebody on Carolina comes up from behind and just cross-checks Mika to the ice. Nothing called. Uh... Again, I don't know how they look. Penalties are going to get missed every now and then, but this one was pretty blatant. You, you gotta, you gotta put up the arm there. You know, you gotta put up the arm there and penalize the Hurricanes for that. They do not do that. So back the other way, Zvechnikov gets another opportunity, and Lundqvist with another pad save. And I, at this point, have lost track of how many times Lundqvist has just flat out robbed Zvechnikov in this one. There were a couple of times where you know, a shot from Svechnikov looked ticketed for the twine, and instead Lundqvist comes up strong every single time, and like we were saying, I mean, at this point, I think if you're Svechnikov, you just throw your, your hands up in the air. There's there's not really much else he can do. Lundqvist was just that good tonight, and Svechnikov, one of the better players in the Hurricanes, and Lundqvist has an answer for him every single time. And then midway through the third period, Heedle centers to Ryan Strom, but Morazic once again keeps the puck out. The Rangers starting to get a bit of a push here, and it pays off when the Hurricanes take a penalty for interference, and the Rangers go on the man advantage again with 9.32 remaining, still clinging to that 3-2 advantage. Rangers do not convert on this power play, but one thing I noticed here, and really I've noticed it all season, you know, Artemi Panarin, we've talked about how great he's been. You almost start to take it for granted at a certain point, but one thing that really stands out about him, and you know, we could talk about the goals and the assists all we want, but he is so decisive with the puck. Anytime he gets the puck on his stick, it's like he knows what he wants to do with it. He'll make a quick pass or he'll shoot quickly. He's almost like a chess player who sees, you know, chess players, they have to see, you know, two or three or four moves ahead of where they're at in the game. And with Panarin, it's like he sees, you know, two or three passes ahead. So as soon as he gets the the puck, he knows exactly what he wants to do with it. And such an accurate passer as well. He really puts it on T for guys. Like we said, the Rangers don't score here, but, you know, looking dangerous. And the Rangers, another interesting stat here, Rangers plus nine goals in the third period, which is tied for the second best in the NHL. That, again, is the sign of a good team and a team that plays its best when it needs to play its best. So the Hurricanes do kill off the power play, and Fogel takes a shot from the slot. Another pad save by Henrik Lundqvist. Slavin passes in deep to his right, and Zvechnikov takes another shot. And this time, he just rings it off the iron and up and out of play. So Lundqvist does catch a bit of a break here, but, you know, again, when you play as well as Lundqvist played in this game, I think you deserve that. You deserve a break or two. And either way, the puck stays out, and the Rangers maintain their lead. Kane's continuing to get chances in the final few minutes here, just continuing to throw the puck at the net. Lundqvist, another kick save in deep against Fogel. And, you know, this is where you could really see the frustration on the faces of the Hurricane. I mean, Henrik has just killed them in these two games. He's got the garden crowd in the palm of their hand. Tons of Henrik chance, you know, in the third period, really all night, but especially here in the third period. And then Philip Heedle goes off for tripping with 3-10 remaining. And I don't know about this one. I mean, look, it was... 
it could be called. It's one of those things. It's 50-50. Look, you either got to call it or not call it, and it could go either way. There wasn't a whole lot there. Um, it's just a case where the hurricane basically just ran into Heedle's stick and tripped over it. So I don't know. It, it really could have gone either way, but regardless, the Hurricanes do go back on the man advantage. The Hurricanes pull the goalie with two minutes remaining, so you get a six-on-four situation. And the one nice thing here if you're the Rangers is, you know, when you're down six-on-four, you can shoot the puck at the net from anywhere on the ice. That didn't really come into play until after the six-on-four ended. But yeah, the Rangers keeping the Hurricanes contained to the perimeter, but they cannot get the puck. You know, the Hurricanes really setting up shop in the Rangers zone, but the power play finally expires, and then Ryan Strom gets the puck with 102 left in his own zone, and he just fires a shot down the ice. He took a stab at it, he went for the empty net, and it goes just wide to the right. About as close as you can come to scoring and not actually do so, so it's icing against the Rangers. There's 102 left. So you have a chance to seal the win and and take away basically this last, you know, minute and two seconds that the Hurricanes are going to have to work with if you put it into the empty net. And, you know, like we said, he took a stab at it. He may not have even known that the power play had ended. He might have still thought it was six on four, so he might have believed that he could, you know, just take a shot at the empty net without any consequences. Because again, you know, if it's six on four and the power play is still going, there's no icing to worry about. So yeah, Strom took a shot here. I can't kill him for it. I know sometimes the better play is maybe just to try to lift it out of the zone. But, you know, the Rangers have been back on their heels for so long here. I think part of it, too, is he just wanted to get the puck the hell out of there. So in a weird way, it was that was almost kind of the safe play to make. If he hits the net, great, game over. We're up, we're up by two goals at that point. And if he misses, hey, it's an icing call, but at least you catch your breath for just a quick second. I know you can't change lines in that situation, but at least you get a little bit of a reprieve. You get to kind of regroup and get ready for, you know, one last push from the Hurricanes. But bottom line, there's 59 seconds left. The Rangers win the ensuing faceoff. Uh, Hamilton with another good keep in about 10 seconds later. Howden, as he was clearing the puck for the Rangers, gets tripped up by Ajo, and it would have been an icing against the Rangers in this spot, but instead they go on the power play. So at this point, just 36 seconds left. The Rangers are on the power play, and the faceoff will be held in the Carolina zone, and the Hurricanes actually shoot the puck down the ice because now they don't have to worry about icing, and they pull their goalie, so now it's back to 5-on-5. Five five. The Hurricanes have the empty net, but the Rangers work it out of the zone. They get it into the neutral zone, and by the hur by the time the Hurricanes get back in, all they have time for is just a weak Jordan stall backhand shot from basically along the boards. Very easy stop for Lundqvist. He indeed makes the stop, and just like that, the clock expires, and the Rangers take the 3-2 victory, a scoreless third period. And like we said, you know, in the last game, the Rangers had to come from behind. They had to find the equalizer late, and they did so when Chris Kreider scored, and then they won in overtime. And here it's kind of the opposite. You know, the Rangers have to kind of withstand this tremendous final push by Carolina. Like we said, the Hurricanes down 3-2 to two in the second period of this, or excuse me, down 3 nothing in the second period of this game. They make it 3-2, to two, and then they have ample time to try to find the game-tying goal, but the Rangers do not let it happen. Just an outstanding performance for the Rangers. Three consecutive victories for the Blue Shirts. And, you know, really, that game against the Senators, that was kind of the uh, the low point of the season, I would say. I still believe it was their weakest performance of the entire campaign, and they have responded. Again, a tremendous comeback against Montreal, down by four goals, coming back to win, and then a seesaw battle against the Minnesota Wild that they pull out late and in overtime, and then tonight, withstanding a hard push from a talented Carolina Hurricanes team and hanging on for the win. Three straight wins. you got to love what you're seeing here. The Rangers will be back in action on Friday at 1 p.m. at Boston. And then again, a back-to-back. -back. They will be at New Jersey again at 1 p.m. on Saturday. 
We're kind of just going to play it by ear here on the podcast. I, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to do this because I do have to work late on Friday. I don't know if I'll have time to record the podcast that day, but at some point here, we'll get another podcast episode out to you guys You know, before the weekend ends. Maybe we'll do it between the Bruins and Devils game, so we'll be able to talk about the Bruins game and preview the Devils game a little bit. We'll see, but just stay tuned. Keep checking the page. Keep checking the Twitter page. I'll keep you guys updated as best I can. And a big happy Thanksgiving to everyone out there. Hopefully everyone getting to enjoy the day and getting to enjoy a nice four-day weekend here. Uh, Again, thanks for tuning in, guys. If you want to get in touch with the podcast, send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And if you want to go the Twitter route, please give us a follow on there, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Again, guys, thanks for joining. I'll see you next time.